This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Oh, welcome back, everyone. Father Christmas here, and I can only assume you're listening to this in order to see who's behind the second door of the Ho 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 Bonestow Radio Podvent calendar. Well, you've come to the right place. Now, today's special guest would make a great Father Christmas should I choose to retire, which isn't very likely. Apart from being an immensely jolly chap, He's also been around the world almost as much as I have. From Newcastle to Birmingham, from India to Phoenix, Arizona. He's even been to Loftus Road. I flew over that place once. Didn't stop, kept on going. What a f***ing Anyway, let's see who's behind door number two. Okay, behind today's advent calendar door is Peter Remage. Hi, Rambo. Afternoon. How are you? Oh, I'm amazing. Not at all ill or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got Mr. Nick Philpot here assisting me as always. Welcome, Rambo. Thank you. How are you? Well, hello, hello. How are we? Been a long time. <laughs> yeah, and as you have been out in the good old US of America, that's my accent. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Play for. Playing for Phoenix Rising, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, how's that been? There's, there's all sorts of players you're playing with, which I'm sure you can tell us about. But I mean, how was the experience overall? It was an incredible experience. Um, it was very hot and humid, as you can well imagine. But um, no, it was uh, something that came about sort of the a couple well, about sort of 15, 16 months ago. Um, went for the last sort of part of the season, the previous one. Uh, and then had uh, this season had a full season there. This, which was um, was an incredible experience, like I said, and, uh, and thoroughly enjoyable as well. You were playing, I believe, with uh, Sean Wright Phillips, Didier Drogba. Yeah, Jordan uh, Stewart, who was at Leicester and Derby in Watford, uh, and we had a, a Mexican uh, legend as well, in Omar Bravo, who was. Uh, Ian Wright or Mark Bright, you could say, of Mexican football. Um, but yeah, there was sort of them four players, and then there was a few other players that have had a, a lot of experience in the MLS. 
Um, and it was really good. It was thoroughly enjoyable to play with them kind of players. You know, players that I've uh, grown up and watched as well as played against. And um, to be on the same side of them, although we're, uh, we're the wrong side of 30, most of us, or all of us were, it was, uh, it was, still, it was good. It was a good experience. I learned a lot of them. Um, I don't necessarily understand how the league system works in America, but how did you go? We got, so it's, I mean, we're literally the league below the MLS. Um, however, obviously, there's no promotion or relegation. Um, we play a lot of the MLS sort of second teams uh, in a group, or well, the League of 16, uh, and we finished fifth, um, which meant that the top eight go into a playoff. So first plays eighth and so on. Uh, we got beat, unfortunately, in the first round against Swope Park, who are, who are actually in the, the overall final uh, tonight or tomorrow. I'm not 100% sure. Um, so the West, we were the Western Conference, and the Eastern Conference have the same format. Um, and the Swope were the winners of our of our conference, and they play. Uh, it's Louisville, uh, like I said, who are winners of the Eastern Conference. I think they play them tonight or tomorrow. So I'm not going to pay too much attention to it, if I'm brutally honest with you. But it was, uh, <laughs> it was enjoyable. Okay, fair play. That sounds sounds great. And obviously, you've now come back, and you're telling me earlier that you are looking after one of the the youth sides at Newcastle. Yeah, I was. I've, I mean, before I went out last season, um, I mean, there was a few of us when we were at Palace. We'd done my coaching badges. Uh, me, Paddy, uh, McCarthy, Mealy, Danny Gabadon. Um, we all done my badges when we were there. I carried it on. So, sort of in our off season, I suppose you can say last season, uh, I went into Newcastle and was working with Peter Beasley and Ben Dawson in the 23s. And I kept in contact with them and... <clears throat> Uh, they we were speaking to them when I was out there, and they've um, they've got me in, and I'm working with the 13s uh, on like a part-time basis, which uh, it's incredible, uh, incredible experience. We had our first game, or well, my first game today, uh, a lovely little 3-1 victory against um, a bigger and more physical Boston side, who I think was a year above as well. So it's it's something I've, like I said to you guys previously, it's something I've always wanted to get into when I finished playing with the coaching side of things, and. Um, you know, I've, I've not I've not made a decision on whether I'm going to carry on playing or not. But I'm going to take some time off and and see if this is what I want to do. And uh, so far, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, good way to start with a with a win. Was it a sort of tactical masterstrokes there? Were there? That was a hundred percent defensively resolute. It was like the Palace of old. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. What do you uh, what do you make of Palace so far this season? Obviously, been a real struggle at the start. Managerial change and. We've had to come back in and uh, get hot, get Roy Hodgson in, and he seems to have, you know, got some performances going. Yeah, if I'm brutally honest with you, I, I was quite, I was quite impressed with the appointment of, you know, De Bruyne when he first came in. I thought, you know, it's it's something different to what they had, and it might be something that Palace needed at the time. And obviously, it turned out disastrous. Um, and having spoken to a couple of the boys, it just didn't work. And obviously, they've gone down the route uh, of the tried and tested back with Roy Hodgson and. Obviously, it was a cracking result against West Ham, um, and they just and obviously well, Chelsea, sorry, and then picking up the point against West Ham. It's it's a hopefully it's the start of something. I think getting Wilfred back uh, it's hugely important. You know, yeah. he's become the talisman now, uh, and to lose him on the opening day of the season for for so many games as well, uh, I think is obviously it was it was a crucial blow to us at that moment in time. And then you know losing Ben Teke. Uh, as well, it's been tough because there's not many goals in that Palace side as it is. And when you lose your main, your two main men, 
Um, it's going to be tough, but like I said, they picked up a couple of you know good results over the course of the last three, four games, and hopefully that can be a catalyst to get them out of the position that they're in. Absolutely, and obviously we're back in the same division as your uh, beloved Newcastle United. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was up there for the the game, the lucky one nil win. Uh, I mean, come on, you know, we, MacArthur heads it onto his head because he, he shouldn't be <coughs> celebrating that. It's just brutal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, as Geordie's at this moment in time, we'll take any victory. I mean, like I said, it's, <laughs> it's the only time that I want Palace to lose is when they come up against my Newcastle team. And I'm not going to lie, I, was, uh, I wasn't too disappointed when I seen it going in the last minute. Which was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah. get up and celebrate. I didn't get up out of respect, <laughs> but I, you know, I had a little fist pump. All right. But, oh, but that's that, I mean, that, that typified Palace, though, didn't it, to be honest? It's just an unlucky goal that's gone in against them. Um, by all accounts, I didn't see the game, but you know, listening to the uh, the report, reading the reports, and listening to what people have been saying about it, they were unlucky. Um, yeah, very much so, yeah. And and it was just one of those that you know the fortune favour Newcastle. Hopefully, you know the fortune starts to turn for Palace and, and they can start getting some lucky goals. Definitely been a, a good start for your boys, though. You know, obviously Benitez stayed. You know, that extra year got got the team back up in you know, in pretty decent style. You know, he doesn't seem entirely happy. There's been all sorts of rumblings, isn't there? But he's doing yeah. a cracker job. He is. I mean, he's he's had nothing to work with, to be brutally honest with you, in terms of funds-wise. I mean, they the brought Jacob Murphy in, which I think was the, the highest outlay um, of 10, 10, 12 million. Um, but he's brought in players who, you know, have got, have got somewhere to go in terms of becoming Premier League class, but working with somebody like Rafa Benitez is only going to help aid that um, you know he built a side to get them out of the league I don't think there's any journey that that didn't know that you know he brought a lot of championship players into the into the squad last season and they've done what they were you know the remit was and getting promoted um, now he's got the difficulty of, of trying to get rid of some of the players and now he has got rid of quite a few um, and I know that will probably be over the course of the next couple of transfer windows um, if he's, you know, if the takeover happens and they get the money in that's, you know, being reportedly offered to, to Rafa, then you know, I think we're going to see a drastic change in the squad again. Uh, and that's what Newcastle needs. They need to keep bringing in these top-class players to, um, to get back to where they believe and, and I believe they deserve to be, which is, you know, maybe not top four, top six, but certainly the top half of the table. And what, what do you make of, uh, obviously, Dwight Gale firing in the goals to get Newcastle promoted? Is that basically what you're referring to, that that was the type of thing that, that built you know, built a championship yeah. winning side? But he's, again, similar to Palace, he's, he's not starting in the Premier League. No, I know. It's, it's a strange one because I think if Gale is given a run in the side, he will score goals. He's a confidence player. I mean, we've seen that at Palace. Um, when you give him the opportunities, he, he will score goals. I think he suffers a little. He suffered a little bit in Newcastle's formation because we played, you know, two up top in the championship. It was him and Daryl Murphy, or him and Mitrovic. Yeah. Um, coming up into the Premier League, we've gone, you know, back to one up top, and uh, he he struggled to get a game because of that. You know, they've gone with Josselu, um, who's a bit more, bit more of a presence, a bit more physical uh, than Gailey. But, you know, the, the game the other day against Bournemouth, he, he, he started the two with them. And Gailey looked sharp. He had a goal disallowed, which uh, obviously on replays he's not. Um, but, yeah, he's gonna he's probably going to struggle for game time because of that. And uh, I don't know what future holds for him at Newcastle. I hope he stays. 
from a personal point of view and a, uh, and a professional. You know, I've spoken to him a couple of times since he's been up here and I know he's enjoying it, but he's, he's like any footballer, he just wants to play. And I think the more game time he gets, the, the goals will start to come. Talking of uh, other ex-Palace strikers, there's a certain Mr Murray who's uh, started banging him <laughs> down on the south coast again. I don't know how he could bring himself to do that, but he I is. Know, tell me about it. Uh, I mean, what's happened there? He's, he's got, you know, he's essentially got a robot leg because of his knee injury. He's he's about forty-four now. What? How is he? How is he still doing it at Premier League level? Hey, listen. I mean, I'd speak to Glenn almost you know, every week, either by text or on the phone, and you just get and Glenn as he was at Palace. You just got to get the service into the box room. He gives you absolutely nothing outside of that. Uh, he's not going to run channels. He's a handful in terms of balls up and in and around his head. He can bring it down, bring people into play. Um, but, you know, they're putting crosses in the box and he's scoring. Um, and that's what Glenn Murray does best. Uh, so it's no coincidence that when, you know, you do that, he will get on the end of him. And, you know, I've, I've had a couple of digs at him for doing it for Brighton and celebrating and all that. You know, I still see, I still see him in a red and blue jersey. I can't, I can't quite get the head around him being there back in that Seagulls jersey but uh, I'm pleased for him on a personal note you know after the you know horrific injury he had at the, the tail end of our championship campaign uh, campaign, and you know and really get an opportunity when he get when he came back fit to uh, to play regularly at Palace which was obviously his decision firstly to go to Bournemouth and then obviously back to uh, back to Brighton and he's playing and he's scoring and, and I know that obviously he's I know, having spoke to him, how much uh, he loves Palace, even though he is in a Brighton shirt. You know, his time there got him to to where he is. Um, and But he'll go out and he'll do his job for Brighton, try and win the game, score goals. Um, and I don't begrudge him that. That's his job. That's what he's got to do. Couple of Christmas ones for you, Rambo. OK, what's the fa- your favourite Christmas gift that you've ever been given? Oh, what a question. So is I got my first Newcastle strip for Christmas, and I've uh, I've got the pictures of it. it was um, it was a the black and white one the year that went up in the Premier League, and it was the Newcastle Blue Star. So and as a jury, all you want to do is have a Newcastle top, and yeah, it was a black and white one. And I had a the horrific ASIC goalkeeper top too. It was so many colours, you you just lost count of how many there was, but. <laughs> Um, back in the day, that's all you wanted when, when you were a kid growing up was in a castle kit. So, so, yeah, that one. Can I jump in there? That, that multi-coloured one, was it the Pavel Cernicek one? The yeah, the Pavel Cernicek. There yeah. we go. Awesome. Wow. But, you need to tweet a picture of that, mate. You need to tweet a picture. I'll try and get it. I'll try and, I'll try and find it. It's down with my mum and dad. I know they've still got the photos. My mum keeps photos from Blumenek when she was a kid. So, <laughs> cabinets full of them. So, I'll try and find it and I'll tweet it to you. So, is there a favourite Christmas tradition in the Ramage household that you you adhere to every Christmas? There is. We all buy Christmas jammies. The missus gets the kids matching ones and me and her matching ones. I don't know what it says about me as a man, but uh, and who wears the trousers in my household? But yeah, <laughs> you know, I think that sums that sums that sums up who's the boss in my house. But yeah, it's a Christmas jammies, and we just sit and we watch Christmas films. But yeah, there we go. Uh, well, if it's all the same to you, I won't get you to tweet that photo. If that's okay. <laughs> now you're, you're clearly now world travel, playing football in all over the world. So 
you must have a couple of stories for us. Who is the maddest player you've ever played with? Who's as mad as a box of frogs? Uh, probably you. You've got them on coming up, Clint Hill and Sean Derry. The two of them together, it's Tweedledum and Tweedledee. But uh, Dazza was probably um, he's probably up there with the the strangest guy I've ever come across. But I love him a bit for it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're try, uh, trying to get hold of him actually. That'd be, that'd be a great chat. But like that would that would hundred percent. I could sit and listen to stories about Deza all day long. Uh, Paddy often, you know, retails a few of them, which just have you in stitches. But he's uh, he's brilliant. I love Deza a bit. Spent a, you know a lot of time with him, obviously at QPR, and uh, you know he's one guy that that I've got a lot of time for. And would you say have you got a favourite Christmas film? At Home Alone. Uh, I could shout. Sit, uh, I could sit and watch them over and over again. Uh, Kevin McAllister and I wish I was left alone to be honest with Christmas. <laughs> <one day. laughs> no, it's good. I mean, you know, when you when you watch it as a when I watched it as a kid, I didn't quite appreciate just how violent it is and how many of yeah. the things that he did would result in the death of various people. But it is it's a good film. I mean, the correct answer to the best Christmas film is Die Hard, and everyone should know that. But not everyone realizes it's a Christmas film. I was just going to say, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have put that down as a Christmas film. That's oh, me, and you, me and you both, Rambo. Come on, he's, when he's in the lift, ho, 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 I've got a machine gun. How Christmas is that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, don't get me started on Die Hard, otherwise it's going to go on for four or five hours. Oh, last one, last yeah. one for me, Peter. Um, in your time at Palace, you must have, must have had some great parties, especially Christmas parties. Any wild story you can give me from one of the Christmas parties? It was not, you know, because there was actually, whilst we had, used to have like a crazy, some crazy parties and there was nothing crazy that happened. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Paddy McCarthy fell asleep on when we went to Ireland. He took us to Ireland, his hometown, Dublin, uh, organised everything and fell asleep. He went, I actually left the party and went back to his hotel room to have a kick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he got absolutely battered and he got a massive fine as well for it. But <laughs> no, it's funny, I was, I'm trying to wrap my brains when you, when you, when you said that before to me. I, I, there was nothing, nothing crazy happened, um, which is a little bit disappointing to be brutally honest with you. But yeah, that's probably about the, I just thought Paddy just fallen asleep on his own. It was basically he organised everything and he, went, he, he actually left the party to go for a kick midway I mean, in the afternoon. After, so that was embarrassing. That is, it's late in the side as well. Yeah, this. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, he should. He should be much. Well, I've, and I've yeah. seen him. I've seen him in his element. You know, 
yeah. down at I can't remember what it was called now the little club they went to where they used to sing karaoke after the Christmas do's and stuff like that he used to be there till two three in the morning singing pretending he's a you know superstar bless him particular Christmas matches that stand out for you anything that you can think of uh, uh not really. There's no real Christmas matches. We used to hate that time. Still do. So, I mean, as a player, there's just so many games. It's actually one. It was the build-up to the game, which was quite funny. We played Wigan away on Boxing Day. So we were, we didn't, it was with Graham Sooners. He was the manager when I was at Newcastle. And we had morning Christmas off. We're meeting at six o'clock uh, at the training ground. Um, Steve Harper lived in Pontiel and Michael Owen was in Liverpool and they had a race Michael was in his chopper and he got the, the chopper from Liverpool and Harps drove from Pontiel which is about 25-30 minute drive to the training ground so they had a race um, <laughs> they had a race yeah, to see who would get to the training ground quicker Michael in his chopper or, uh, or Steve Harper in the car but it was uh, a Harps one I think it was a 45 minute chopper ride so we all knew who was going to win, but Michael literally, and no, we're no other lie. He literally, he turned up, came out of his chopper, landed in the middle of the pitch, middle of the pitch <laughs> in the centre circle, came out with his boots and training kit on. It's a classic. <laughs> That's amazing. So was I he? Mean, not, was he actually flying? No, no, no. He had a. I tell you, well, he had a he had a pilot who would fly him here, there, and everywhere in it. And I mean, he took us a couple of times. We'd go and play golf. Uh, like we'd go up to Scotland, we'd fly out of Alan Shearer's back garden, we'd fly up to Scotland and fly back. You know, uh, you made you know you made it as a player when you got your own helicopter. I, I, was, right? I, was, I was a I was a young player and I was starstruck when I was there. <laughs> and I thought we were taking the mick. I thought we were just going to get some rickety old minibus, you know. But nah, nah, nah. You just all you could hear was just the chopper come flying in, and I was like, right, come on, then we're on. That's incredible. incredible. Amazing. Okay, mate, if we can, uh, we'll just get a, a message from you. A Christmas message, of course. Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas to one and all. Hope, it, hope you all have a wonderful Christmas. Um, and more importantly, you get the best present of all, which is uh, Christmas points. Points on the board. And uh, your turkey tastes better with after three points, doesn't it? So, <laughs> Merry Christmas to one and all. Thanks a lot, Rambo. Absolute legend, oh, mate. Always a pleasure Thanks speaking to you. Have a great day. Catch up with you soon. You too. And that wraps up another episode of the Ho 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 Homestel Radio Podcast Calendar. Make sure you like and share to help us raise funds for the Palace for Life Foundation. I can't do it all myself, you lazy See you tomorrow. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.